You're listening to the Diet Rebel Podcast with Kiki Smith. If you're a woman who hates the idea of having to choose between loving your body and changing it, then you are a diet rebel and this podcast is for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything from loving your body exactly as it is now to becoming the most fit, lean, and toned you've ever been, no matter how old you are, how many tiny humans you've birthed, or how many times you've lost and regained the same 15 or 50 pounds. Seriously, you don't wanna miss it. So grab a snack, preferably protein-based, and sit back and enjoy this episode. Today, I really wanna talk about the hierarchy of fat loss. So like, what is the actual order of importance when it comes to losing fat? So before we even dive in, to priorities or the debate on whether or not you need cardio, want cardio, love cardio, whatever. Let's first discuss the time factor because the whole point of understanding priorities, the whole point of understanding the hierarchy, this fat loss ladder is understanding how it relates to you and the amount of time that you have to dedicate to your journey. So understanding how much time you have to dedicate to it, and also what your goal is in this moment are going to be critical to all the information that I'm sharing with you today and always. Because sometimes there are things that will apply to someone's journey that has much more time, as you can imagine, someone who maybe doesn't work or has two to three hours a day to dedicate to working out can probably fit in a lot more styles of working out. They can try a lot more different things. They can be a little bit more experimental. Whereas the person who only has, you know, 30 minutes a day or 30 minutes every other day has to really hone in on exactly what it is that they need to be doing and pretty much leave the fluff behind. So Everything comes with that caveat, and that is the reason for the hierarchy. It's not to say to only do one type of exercise or to only do one specific thing into eternity. It's to know that this is just based on how much time you have to dedicate to it. And like I said, number two, it's always going to be based on your goal. So know straight out of the gate, whenever you are, whether you're here listening to me, checking out some of the other videos here on YouTube or hitting up the Google, you need to know exactly what your goal is because results for one person is completely different from another person is one person is looking to lose five pounds and they're getting advice from somebody who is looking to add on 10 pounds of muscle. They're going to have two totally different routes. A person who's losing a hundred pounds may have a completely different route from that person who is losing those last five pounds. So regardless of where you are in your journey, those are going to be the two most important things that I ask you to put that filter on of knowing what it is that you want. So with that being said, let's talk about some of the things that you might want. Fat loss, muscle building. I'm going to just stick with those two for now. The reason why is because most of the time, those of us in the fitness industry who love talking about both kind of mesh them all together. We want to talk about building muscle and losing fat as if they are this one simultaneous thing. It's important to understand that even when we're talking about body composition, body recomp, your body 
typically only wants to do one thing or another. And when it comes to fat loss and muscle building, they are two opposing goals, meaning they are in conflict with each other. So approaching fat loss the way that you would approach muscle building or vice versa is always going to give you very confusing results, if any, because of the fact that you don't quite know what it is that you're looking for. So understanding that whenever you're trying to chase after two goals, having phases of focusing on one and phases of focusing on another is typically going to be much more effective than trying to do them both simultaneously. But I digress. So hopefully that little side tangent got you to thinking about which one that you want, because the remainder of this video is going to be dedicated to the fat loss side of things. So we are talking about what to do in order of importance for fat loss. If you are one of my muscle building peeps, I love you. We are here. We will talk on another video because this is not that. So when it comes to the hierarchy of fat loss, when it comes to the things that you do, remember, these are always going to be in order of what to focus on first. And as time permits, you can focus on the things beneath it. So first and foremost, when it comes to fat loss is always going to be nutrition. You've heard it a hundred times as cliche as it is that you can't outrun a bad diet. I mean, maybe you kind of sort of could, but it would take a heck of a lot of running Getting your nutrition in place, first and foremost, is always going to be the most important. Your nutrition and the way that you're eating lies hand in hand with my side tangent from earlier of even knowing whether or not you're trying to build muscle or lose fat. Because they require two different styles of eating, two different caloric levels of eating, first getting that nutrition in order. So if you're trying to lose fat, make sure that you are in a caloric deficit. It doesn't have to be a huge deficit. You already know that here at Eat More to Weigh Less, we are all about the food. So we're not talking about slashing your calories like crazy, but you're not going to be eating in total abundance, three, 400 calories over your maintenance and expecting fat loss. So first and foremost, you want to make sure that that nutrition is in check. That also includes your macronutrients. So maybe you're eating at a deficit, which can be anywhere from 100, 200, 300 calories or more below maintenance, hopefully not too much more, maybe in the three to 500 calorie range. If you're eating below maintenance, you want to make sure that you're also hitting those macronutrients. That means getting in enough protein, getting in enough fiber, and then deciding how you're going to split the rest pretty much between your carbs and fat based on your taste preferences. But being in a fat loss phase and not nailing your caloric deficit or your protein amount is going to set you up for failure and the rest of the part, the rest of these pieces to the hierarchy won't matter because of the fact that you're not nailing nutrition. So start there. That means, again, when we're talking about a hierarchy, if you have nothing else to focus on, if you have zero time to get into the gym, you have no minutes, no days per week, focus on your nutrition. That is the one thing that you can still control even if you cannot get up and move and do the things that you want to do. Maybe you're doing some big project or launch or something at work. You're burning the midnight oil because you, you know, have something going on at home. You're doing a major renovation and you typically work out at home and your gym is all messed up. Whatever the case may be, if you're noticing that time is just passing weeks and weeks and weeks 
and you're just very sporadic as far as what you can do in the gym, focus on your nutrition during that time, at least start chipping away at something and getting all those items on point before you stress yourself out about workouts that just simply can't fit into your schedule right now. Now, once you've gotten nutrition down, then we can turn our focus to workouts and analyzing which order to put them in. So when it comes to your workouts, the first thing that you want to look out for is whether or not it is an activity that helps you to build or maintain that muscle mass. So anything that is burning calories, which all workouts do, but promoting muscle mass, and that's going to elevate your metabolism. So muscle equals metabolism. So you want to prioritize your workouts in order of muscle importance, which one is stroking that metabolic fire the most. So that is typically meaning that the bulk of the calories that are being burned are going to come from that muscle mass. That's your RMR, your RMR or your BMR are pretty much dictated by how much muscle mass that you have. So if you're doing workouts that are eating away at your muscle mass, that is going to be counterproductive to your goal of fat loss, because as you eat away at the muscle, your metabolism lowers, net effect, nothing is happening because now your body requires less calories in order to operate. And since you're already eating less calories, then it's going to be pretty happy just maintaining there versus realizing that there's a deficit of calories and actually giving you the fat loss that you want. So when you're looking at that, you want to look towards workouts that are going to increase your muscle mass or at very least keep it where it is. And that is going to be a resistance training workout. So resistance training is going to be that first rung on the hierarchy other than nutrition. So this means if you can only get into the gym two to three times per week, you have your nutrition under control and you're going to dedicate those two to three times per week to resistance training workouts. That means that if you get invited to some kind of class or Zumba class or kickboxing class or spin class, or you want to do some of these other activities that, you know, like you're like, Hey, I only have two to three days a week to work out. I'm just going to run. Running does not build your muscle mass. Running does not necessarily keep your muscle mass. So therefore it is not something to add in yet as far as the amount of time that you have goes. So once you have those two in order, let's say you find out that there's another little block of time that opens up on your calendar. So perhaps you were at a space where you only had two to three days to dedicate to your workout. So you're lifting, you've gotten your nutrition in check. Now a couple more days open up. So maybe you can get to the gym four to five days a week. If you now have this extra space in your schedule, you now have this extra capacity to add in other types of movement, just because lifting is highest on the hierarchy, doesn't mean that you have to fill in the space with lifting. I personally do fill in the space with lifting because I personally love it, but this is where you can start adding in the other styles of exercise. So once you have your lifting consistently and you have these extra days on your schedule, this is when you're going to focus on workouts that produce EPOC, E-P-O-C, which is exercise 
post-oxygen consumption. Mainly that just means an afterburn. These are workouts that have an afterburn factor. This is your HIT style workouts, HIT and Tabata and boot camps and things like that. A lot of CrossFit workouts, even though CrossFit can sometimes fit in the resistance training category because the wads are different from day to day, sometimes they fit more into a metabolic resistance training or HIT style category. So that is where you would insert those if you now have extra time on your hands. So now let's say that you can get a little bit of movement in on most days, or you're in a phase of working out that has you working out maybe three days a week. It's just a three-day phase, and you have five to six days that you want to get out there and move. Now you can start mixing in the other things. When you're at that position where you have extra time on your hands, now you can start sprinkling more of the steady state type cardio, the steady state, which is going to be more of like going for a long 45, 60 minute jog or run. If you're not a jogger and I just offended you (laughs) going on the longer runs, taking the longer spin classes, doing just experimenting with different styles of classes at your local gym or going on bike rides, things like that. Like that is where this is going to start fitting in because you have that extra time that becomes the icing on the cake. Just know that it's not the cake. So if you go from having a five to six day a week schedule for working out where you can sprinkle in all of the things, or if you're following somebody who has five to six days worth of time and they're doing all of the things you want to be able to put on those lenses that we talked about and look at it from the perspective of your goals and how much time you have and then address it based on the hierarchy. So if you're following someone that's working out six to seven days per week and they're doing bootcamp classes at the gym, they're maybe teaching classes, they're doing different lifting workouts, they're going to CrossFit, they're running 10 miles a day. Like if they're doing all the things, strip it down for you to the things that fit into your schedule. So when you start looking at things from that bigger perspective, you understand how to expand and contract based on where you are in your life. This journey is always changing. There are some phases where I have lots more time to dedicate. And there are some phases where I am like, I literally cannot walk into the gym if I try. So even if I'm getting in like 10 minutes of something, then I'm a happy camper. That means that those 10 minutes are lifting. And then if I could, you know, maybe make sure that my, my fitness pal or however I'm eating is on target for my goal or is even maybe adjusted because of my lack of activity, then I'm going to be sitting pretty and so will you. So hopefully that helps you to kind of understand how to appropriate things within the different styles of lifting for you. So if you're somebody who likes sprinkling in those other things, you love metabolic resistance training, you love HIIT, you love going for, you know, runs a couple times a week, then just make sure that you are matching that with lifting somewhere in your workout phase. If fat loss is your goal, if fat loss is not your goal, if it's maintenance, if it's just building up your endurance so that you can run a marathon, then completely ignore everything that I just said, because 
none of it matters in that case. So it's really important that you do know those things. Hopefully that helped you to understand where it is based on the time you have. I would say if you have anywhere from three hours or less per week, just stick with lifting. If you find that you have more than that, like you have three to five hours, start adding in some of those intervals. And if you find that you have way beyond that, you have five, six, seven, or more hours to train each week, do all of the things, but still try to get in that three hours of lifting. So if you are wanting a little bit more information, you'd like to go even deeper on this topic, then be sure to check out my female fat loss crash course, where I share with you five things that many of us women are doing wrong or flipped upside down, just like this hierarchy, because so many people are doing the things backwards. They're starting with the things that's the icing and the sprinkles versus starting with that foundation. So if you're interested in that, then go ahead and click the link below to sign up for the female fat loss crash course and grab a pen and a notebook because that thing just, I start spitting fire right away. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode and make sure you keep in touch. So whether that's through DMs or email, I would love to know what you felt about this episode or if you have topics that you'd like me to cover in future episodes, you can DM me on Facebook at EM2WL or over on Instagram at eatmore number two way less or via email at info at eatmoretowayless.com. If you're completely new to the Eat More to Weigh Less process, you can also grab our quick start guide at eatmoretowayless.com slash start. See you next time.